0: Not Quite Cool is a podcast that contains spoilers, opinions, and general nonsense. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get started with the podcast. Uh, I'm here, Keith Brooks, and Chad Dowdy's with me. Chad, how you doing?
0: Feeling good. Hello.
1: Hello, and we do not have uh Robert Pralgo here today with us. Rob, as everybody knows, has a busy schedule that he, he struggles and juggles between being a douchebag, a dickhole, and a pain in our ass. But this week he decided to go easy on the pain in the assness, and I think he's traveling from California back to the back to Atlanta. Um, so not here with us tonight, but you know what that means. The podcast is gonna go well so uh let's go ahead and just get into it because we've got a lot of stuff to cover um and we'll go ahead and start as always with the reason for the show and that's the mcu's third television outing loki so episode three uh that's what just happened um Chad, what did you think about episode
0: three of Loki? You know, it was, I thought it was very different from the first two episodes. You know, there's no TVA, no Owen Wilson. Very uh, different. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, after the last episode, when we saw Lady Loki and she was blonde, she didn't have the dark hair. And I was like, I don't know. It doesn't look like Loki to me. Yeah. Uh, but, but I thought she was great in this episode. Uh, she definitely grew on me um, you know as the episode went along uh, that last continuous shot was amazing yeah when they were running through the city the town whatever you want to call it and trying to get to the to the thing that's going to shoot off the thing uh, but yeah it was uh it was just weird because I don't felt like that we really progressed a lot of the story but we had a lot of character moments that were really good mm-hmm. with loki and lady loki which i which i enjoyed don't give me wrong, but yeah i just don't feel like we we pushed the story forward at all this was almost like a filler episode but maybe a filler episode that's needed to establish lady loki and the relationship with regular loki and i know i'm saying lady loki because i can't remember her name now is it sylvie or something yeah, sylvie mm-hmm. so okay I mean, it seems like she's Lady Loki to me, so I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's somewhere in between
1: Enchantress and and Lady Loki. Uh, But I, to me, the last episode, I think we talked about it with that Silence of the Lambs sort of route or 48 hours route, criminal helping cop. And this was like, fuck that. We're just a Doctor Who episode. Like, that's what this one felt like to me. Th- yeah, yeah. There, there's that big reveal of... You know, all of the people at the TVA are variants. We got that sort of big moment. I loved that in sequence, that children of men sort of, uh, you know, multiple takes hidden as one. That was great. Love that whole sequence. Um, I'm wondering, a lot of people are speculating that everything we saw in this past episode was an illusion uh, cast in one of their minds. Either Lady Loki doing it to Loki or Loki doing it to Lady Loki. I don't know if I necessarily buy that um it would be an interesting way for that to resolve uh but uh, one of my favorite parts of the episode is when he gets drunk and i think it's brilliant um not only do we get that wonderful another call back to the first exactly
0: course, awesome
1: but it's also they did really well of sort of diving into the norse aspects of it he the, she accuses him of being drunk and he's like i'm not i'm full but in norse in the norse language that's how you say i'm drunk is i'm full um, nice so it's a very brilliant little take and i loved his drunk acting when he's giving the speech about the dagger it was probably my favorite moment in the entire episode i think this was my favorite episode in the entire season so far um yeah yeah it, it, and i know it is like a filler thing maybe we feel like we're not advancing a lot. Do you give any credence to the idea that maybe it is a manipulation and another illusion? Anything like that?
0: It never crossed my mind until you said it, but like you said, it is an interesting way to get out of this episode because the way it ended was, well, now they're gonna die because you know the, the planet's gonna blow up and they're way off. You know, the the device is broken, the way off has been destroyed. I mean, obviously, TVA could show up and, you know, and save them and get them off there. They could come up with another thing. Uh, it, but it never crossed my mind. Uh, but I can see that potentially being how they resolve it, that it is. I feel like it would be more, if I had to choose one, I figured it would maybe be her manipulating him. Mm-hmm. I, th- I don't think it would be the other way around. Not Not that Loki couldn't do that. He certainly yeah. can. But I just felt like that. Uh, I don't know, that's a tough one because, you know, Loki, he kept asking her like in a roundabout way, like, how do you enchant people? You know, how do you do that? You know, as in like, so that I can figure that out, you know, and do it.
1: Uh, And there's that issue of like him maybe trying to figure out what her, what her intentions are. Like, what is her master plan? You know what I mean? Uh, Right. In a way that I don't know that she has enough of a motivation unless it's she's gotten the time device from him and has tricked him into thinking that he still has it or something like that. But I, but I don't really know yet. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot there. Uh, yeah.
0: I was thinking too, uh, you know, and this was intentional The way the episode was sometimes I was like, they going to get together no they can't get together They're the same person are they going to get together no they can't they're the same person and now i'm just like i have no idea what they're going to do it'd be super weird if they got together
1: but, but it if it happened like he was hitting on himself for a good <laughs> yeah. solid amount of the movie and,
0: and what would be funny is i feel like somebody like loki probably would hit on himself you know what i mean he thinks he's the coolest best whatever so yeah. you know here's another version of me yeah why not
1: Yeah. And I I love the fact that we did get the confirmation of his bisexuality. Like that was solid, awesome, you know, step for the character and all that. Um, Yeah. But like you said, I I do think the episode relied a lot on the character moments. And, And that's great in a superhero, like a big budget, probably the biggest budget world of superheroes. We can still have those character moments. I wonder if there are things in there that when we watch four and five, we're going to go back and say, holy shit, how did that happen? I also, you know, or how did I miss that? And I also wonder if there's an element of, you know, maybe she's still not who we think she is. Maybe Sylvie still has a a deeper connection. Like we we haven't really established why she hates being called Loki and, and what's driving that particular distaste
0: form her you know you know it could be the fact that she is a variant loki and she worked at the tva much like how she said all the variants worked at the tva yeah and either she figured out what they were really doing or just didn't agree with it and kind of went off on her own and you know that's kind of like her way of rebellion i'm not loki you know what i mean i'm I'm not what you guys say I am or whatever. So it could be something like that, um, you know, with her being a variant, obviously. I mean, she said we're variants and variants work at the TVA. Yeah.
1: And so she could include herself. And that would explain to a degree how she knows so much about the TVA and how they operate, except for the fact that she seemed genuinely surprised when her powers didn't work there after she had broken in. Right. So to me, the question is, is she going to the TVA to wipe it clean? Is she going to the TVA to kill the, the Time Lords or to prove that they don't exist? Not time, Are they called Time Lords? Is that right? That seems like it. That's that's Doctor Who. That's Doctor Who. See? I'm getting all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey <laughs> with it. What are they fucking called?
0: I don't know. Time Masters?
1: The Time Masters seems too <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: uh, I'm going to have to Who's in charge of the TV. We're, we're
0: losing all of our listeners because we cannot remember what this is called. The
1: Spectral Visions, I think is what they're called. Um, Timekeepers. Timekeepers. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I I don't know. I'm interested to see if we explain more about what her master plan that spent years in the making was. Um, yeah,
0: I'm enjoying it, though. I'm, I'm
1: definitely digging the show.
0: You're right, though. It was a straight-up episode of Doctor Who. With Doctor Who and a companion, how instead of using, like, the... Uh, the piece of paper that reads whatever it needs to say, you know, they're just using magic yeah. to get onto the thing. Like hundred percent. what it was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed oh, it. Oh no, much. it was
0: good. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say necessarily. It was my favorite episode, but I'm not going to say it. wasn't my favorite episode.
1: Do you know what I mean? It's
0: a little ambiguity, it, much like look. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, you know, it's, it's hard to compare the others cause they worked so different, but yeah, it yeah. was good.
1: And, and I think that that's the thing that this show is doing that the other two didn't, is that every single episode feels drastically different in tone. Maybe that first and second one felt a little similar, but we were also with the same characters, mostly. This third one just took us to a completely different world. And I have a feeling that it's going to keep going on that sort of trajectory of we're not going to know what to expect. But, you know, very, very enjoyable. And I love when a show can bring a common well-known IP and offer us a different aspect of it inside of it the same way our next show uh has and that's Star Wars The Bad Batch.
0: Your personal interest in the young clone has threatened our operation enough. Tanwei, you will go to our abandoned facility on Borvio, bring the bounty hunter his payment and recover our property. Yes Prime Minister. When the clone is returned, confine her to the sublevel facility. Once you have retrieved the genetic material needed, terminate her.
1: So, this last episode, we're past the halfway mark. Uh, I think this was episode 9, right? Um, And it was all about bounty hunters. And it was about putting Omega in uh, a difficult position where she's being chased by Cad Bane and Ming-Na character from Boba Fett or uh, the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett. How how did you feel about the episode?
0: Oh, this was a good episode too. You know, I loved seeing uh, Ming-Na Wen fighting uh, Cad Bane. Yeah. That was awesome. Those two going toe-to-toe. you know, what I did like about it too, was that uh, Omega to a certain degree, you know, held her own you know, as far as escaping, getting away, staying away from, you know, Cad Bane, one of the best bounty hunters now, granted he's distracted because he's got to take on this other bounty hunter. But I mean, she definitely was doing things in this episode. She wasn't just like, she wasn't the damsel in distress. She, you know, was able to call, uh, the bad batch, you know, to get a signal out to them, you know, and then even escape in the escape pod. Um, so yeah, I, I was really digging, uh, I feel like that uh, you you were like in the writer's room on this one just because of, you you know, a couple episodes ago, you're like, oh, yeah, this is what do you think this is going to happen? It happened the next episode. And now they they mentioned like Boba Fett and her being clearly linked, clearly. He's Alpha and she's Omega. Like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) I've never heard Boba Fett being referred to as Alpha in in the Star Wars lore of you.
1: I I was wondering if they did in episode two when they first introduced us to him. I was wondering if they said something to that effect but I don't know. I don't know. I I don't think they did. Um, It didn't necessarily bother me. It wasn't something I ran into but uh, it did, you know, I I, I get why people would be upset about it. Um, It does feel like a retcon uh, retroactively.
0: Well, you know, I'm not upset. I was only bringing it up because I think it's actually a cool Thing that he's the alpha, uh-huh. and uh with her being the omega, you know that, that that's what I like about it. And I, I don't necessarily think it's a recon only because it's the you know I can't pronounce him, but caminoans owens ever how I mean, you know it's yeah. yeah, they call him that, so they're not like in a hundred Star Wars episodes. yeah You know, they're not in it at all. You know, they're in episode two, and they don't really refer to you know him that I can recall. And other than that, they've just been in this series, basically. Yeah. So it's not like it's a retcon. It's just more more to the story.
1: Yeah, it's fleshing out their interpretation of what he meant and all this stuff and, and their perspective on him. I hope that when that's revealed, that they are exactly the same age and that we have the Adam Warlock, him and her sort of scenario playing out where they are like... The, the perfect twins you know what i mean and then yep. it'd be fucking badass when you see a version of her in the book of boba fett right a live action version would be incredible um and get like lucy lawless <laughs> they don't look anything alike but it'd be awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> Plus, she could do the accent you know and uh, it'd be great um but yeah that's i'm loving it. i'm loving the show because again it's surprising me the things i think are going to take Long, long story arcs to resolve. No, nah,
0: the next episode. I know. Yeah, because if you remember last week, I was like, it feels like we're going somewhere. And they've already resolved that. And now we're kind of back to where we were. Yeah. Except
1: for those weird clones kind of look like Snoke. They you know what I mean? And totally that,
0: look like Snoke to me.
1: Yeah, me too. And that's a weird turn. I did not expect it to take. And uh now we know the Kaminoans are playing against each other um, with their bounty hunters, and that's some shady shit going on. And then obviously we know that we're going to go back to Camino because, or Camino, whatever it is, Camino, um, yeah, because of the promise he makes at the end: "You'll never go back." Well, the next episode they're probably going to go back, um,
0: <laughs> and you can take that to the bank because Keith is in the writers' room, guys. Yeah, clearly, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, uh, you know, speaking of crazy ideas in the writer's room, I want to get to our next film. Um, And that is, you know, I don't know. I I want to say it's F9, but that just sounds too refreshing. So I'm just going to go with Fast and the Furious 9, the Fast Saga family forever.
0: Your whole life, you pushed yourself to be faster than Don. Mm -hmm. Smarter than Don. Stronger than Don. But could you kill him? because I'm ready if you are.
1: Um, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to see this movie, but Chad, I I heard you did. Uh, Tell me about F9.
0: It's big, dumb, fun. The best way possible. Like I know, I feel like this is getting a lot of blowback from people from, they're saying it's like too unbelievable. They're like in outer space in this one. Like they were jumping cars from skyscraper to skyscrapers in prior ones. You know, they're fighting submarines in the Arctic with, you know, hummers and stuff. It's always been insane yeah. and crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: After like the first three or four, like it's always been crazy. Like, like we talked about with the hitman's wife bodyguard, they're saving the world. These dudes were street racers for crying out loud, and they're saving <laughs> the world. So, yeah, it is completely unbelievable. They have you know, magnets that attract cars and they only attract the things you want them to attract and not the things, you know, it's just, it works perfectly.
1: Yeah. If
0: you want them, if you want to attract them to where they hit your car, you know, it works. If you want them to attract them where it hits the car behind you, it works that way too. You know, it's, it's completely idiotic in the best way possible. It's just fun. Yeah. That's all these are. They're I mean, it's like they're winking at the camera. I'm not getting, You know, there's a scene in this where Tyrese, Is basically saying, you know, we've we've done a lot of crazy stuff. How are we even alive? This doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Like, we would be dead five times over. He goes, look at my jacket. These are bullet holes, guys. I don't even scratch. I'm totally (laughs) fine. Like, normal people would be dead. Are we, like, invincible or something? Because this makes no sense. And that's exactly true. They're winking at the thing saying, yes, none of it makes any sense. Just enjoy the ride, guys. Enjoy seeing – People from all the movies show up, you know, showing back up. They're all in the family. Keep it coming. That's okay.
1: See, I've uh, I think I've fallen off the Fast and the Furious train. I, I haven't seen one I think since four. I saw Hobbs and Shaw, but I need to I need to readjust myself to it so I get all the deep cuts and the good, you know, uh, references that the Fast and the Furious brings to me. And I hear there's only there's two more, and then they're done.
0: I mean, I know they're saying that, but there's also going to be another Hobbs and Shaw. So yeah. that's, you know, f- technically three. It's all about money. You know, you know what that, you know, how that goes. It all just depends. You don't even have to make another Fast and Furious. They can make spin-offs of all of these characters. Yeah, and uh, I think
1: that's sort of the intention is that they're, they're calling this now the Fast Saga and that the, the next two will culminate the Fast Saga and then they'll move on to something else. But they don't really know, like... Is Thanos going to show up at the end of this one? Is that how it's a saga? Or is all of it building to that? Or is it just Vin Diesel dies in 11 and then we move on?
0: Exactly. I mean, it could be something like that. And then you're just – because even what they did in this one, and uh, you're talking about, you know, so you can get the deep cuts, you really – it's rewarding watching all of them to get to nine because there's flashbacks in this one. Mm -hmm. Some would argue even myself too much flashback. I feel like several characters got flashbacks, but even when they flashback to when like Vin is younger and it's not Vin Diesel, it's, you know, another actor, of course, his friends and the people that are with him are people that were like in the first or second movie, just younger versions of them wearing clothes that they were wearing in that movie. So it's just, you know, so it's just a nice touch. That's all it is. And you're not going to necessarily, they don't even speak, you know what I mean? But I'm like, that's the dude that was with him in one and the dude that was with him in four. That's clearly him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not even a line, but yeah, just stuff like that. I really like nice touches like that. Uh, you know, so, uh, and since, you know, you haven't seen it or whatever, I'm going to spoil just this part because who knows when you'll get to nine. You know, the trope of Fast and the Furious, the joke is the villain in this movie becomes the hero, and a part of the group in the next movie. Yeah, Like that happens all the time. Statham, Luke Evans helped them. Um, what's uh Letty was bad against them. The Rock was against them. They all joined. The, they're all good at some point. So Cena's the bad guy in this one. They don't even wait for the next movie. <laughs> Cena turns good by the end of the movie to join the team. He's a wrestler. He's got a heel <laughs> turn, like <laughs> exactly. Immediate face turn in this movie. It was just like they take the trope and do it immediately. They're like, we're not waiting for Fast Ten. We're doing it all out. on the 90 minute mark or actually it's two and a half hours so we're gonna do it on the uh you know two hour mark we're turning in face guys
1: okay that's intense man that's yeah but a it's lot of people didn't see that coming
0: they didn't see it yeah you can't see him um
1: but that sounds awesome that's yeah i mean I'm definitely so, so you would recommend it to not only fast fans but the people in general
0: i'd say definitely fast fans uh it's a lot more rewarding if you've been watching these movies. I feel like if you, you know, you just come in and watch this movie, you're going to think this is dumb. I mean, because it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So you got to maybe ease into it a little bit. Four, five, six, you know, it gets progressively crazier. Now they're in space.
1: Yeah, so guys, you know, ironically, if you're going to go into Fast and Furious 9, don't go Fast and Furious into the craziness. Uh, Slowly and gradually build yourself up through the movies until you get there, and it seems like a culminating experience. But I think that covers all the movies and shows that we saw this week, Um, but there's a lot of stuff coming down the road that we're going to talk about. So let's go ahead and dive straight into talking about the trailers.
0: Coming soon.
1: And now I, I want to talk about one that's exciting everybody. It's not really. Um trailer look good. Uh, and that is for a film called Joe Bell. If you were me, would you rather live in Le Grand or New York City? I happen
0: to love Le Grand, So. Uh uh-uh.
1: uh. What does Le Grand have? Exactly. Nothing.
0: What does New York City have?
1: It has Broadway and Gaga. Oh. Lady Gaga.
0: Don't do it. Don't dude. do what? Listen to me when I say. You're beautiful in your way cause God makes no mistakes. You're I'm on the, the right track, track baby.
1: I was born this way. Excuse me, I didn't know you knew the words. Don't hide yourself in regret. Just, Just love yourself in your set. set.
0: I'm, I'm on the right, right. track baby. You're
1: I was born, born this right. way. All right. We're
0: not doing that again.
1: Uh, Directed by Reynaldo Marcus Green, who, uh, let's see if he directed anything else. King Richard, we own this city, uh, Monsters and Men, uh, a bunch of shorts. Um, And it stars Mark Wahlberg, Connie Britton, um, Morgan Lilly, Gary Sinise, Maxwell Jenkins, uh, Ash Santos, Tara Buck, um, and it tells the story of... Uh, a small town, a true story of a working-class father who embarks on a solo walk across the United States to crusade against bullying after his son is tormented tormented in high school for being gay. Um, perfect time to release this trailer for you know Pride Month and all of that stuff. Uh, Chad, what did you think about the trailer for Joe
0: Bell? Almost texted you right after I watched it. I was like, "Please stop sending me these depressing trailers." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is—it's not a movie I'm going to watch. It's too depressing, and the trailer was almost too much. Oh my gosh! I mean, it was—it was, it was really—it was really hitting you, you yeah. know, with this. And I know it's—you uh, know—based on a true story, but it certainly seemed so well done. I mean, it, just the story in the trailer, you know, they were giving you. Yeah. It was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was too much for me.
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's a, a very different um, place for Wahlberg to go. Uh, I I hear that that Infinite movie was not good uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And he might be one of the reasons it wasn't that great. But I like Marky Mark. I even enjoy the fucking Planet of the Apes season. I, I have a poster for it. Like over here on this other wall, you don't see. Um, so I, I'm a fan of his. Uh, this story seems like it's going to touch on important things. It's interesting. There's like one line in the trailer where he. So it seems like he's hitchhiking across the country, and that he's seeing the spirit of his son, who is implied committed suicide, um, and that his son's essence is sort of like you know his companion. And there's one moment where he talks to his son's spirit about how he threw his homosexuality in everybody's face, Uh, and he says it almost in this like laughing way. And I'm just so intrigued by that line because that line seems partially insulting, but also partially very real, like how somebody really would uh, of that small town mindset view the homosexuality so like that line alone I know is sort of divisive but it has me very interested to how they handle the subject matter and the material in the film um and I'm probably not going to rush out to see it but I'm kind
0: of interested to see how it goes
1: and is this Wahlberg pitching for an Oscar
0: you know well you know I like Mark Wahlberg too I know we kind of made some jokes about him in the infinite trailer or whatever uh he's hit or miss but mostly hit you know as far as like what he does i mean and i do think that this trailer there was nothing in there where i was like oh he's doing the mark Wahlberg thing it's kind of like yeah you know the happening and a little bit Mm -hmm. of, you know what i mean yeah none of that yeah i mean so he he seemed you know perfectly good in this and i could see you know obviously depending on the competition yeah absolutely you know i could see oscar uh you know nomination for him yeah 100 percent um
1: yeah, so I I think it's a very interesting um, world that they're going into. I, I like the fact that it's a true story, and I bet it's going to be a tearjerker. In any you know movie, that's their goal is to elicit some sort of response. But that seems uh, the opposite kind of response as what our next film wants to elicit. It's not tears they want to elicit, but it's straight up screams and fear. I wonder if uh, this next film will um, give Rob the shivers or whatever he says uh, every time he does it. Chills. 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 Give him the chills. And that's uh, the trailer for the film Candyman. Local character, he walk around handing out candy to the neighborhood kids. One day, a couple of kids get razor blades in their candy. Police come around. That's when I saw the true face of fear. Get on your knees.
0: Hands, hands, hands. They beat him. Torture him. Right there on the spot. a couple weeks
1: later, more razor blades and more candy. He been innocent, so he's real. Candyman ain't a he. Candyman's the whole damn hive. So uh, directed by Nia DaCosta, who I'm just super impressed with. Um, Nia DaCosta is slated to be directing uh, the Marvels, which is the Captain Marvel sequel. Uh, She's also been an editor. She's a writer. She wrote this film. She wrote a short film and and directed the short film that got her this job. She was also a PA. She was also an, an AD. She was a second unit director. All sorts of amazing stuff. Uh, She's worked her ass off in this field. Uh, Produced by Jordan Peele. um, Starring Dr. Manhattan from the television show of uh, Watchmen. Tiana Paris. uh, Nathan Stewart Jarrett. Coleman Domingo. um, Rebecca Spence. um, And it looked like in the trailer it had a cameo from Virginia Madsen. And uh, Tony Todd's also supposed to be in it. Um, So it tells the story of uh, a it's a spiritual sequel to the horror film Candyman 1992 written by Clive Barker that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend all began Chad what did you think about the trailer for Candyman
0: oh it looked creepy uh definitely I think that uh Jordan Peele I know he's a producer I think he's a writer too he wrote the screenplay uh, not by himself necessarily but he had a hand in the writing I think so uh he just has my most faith at this point you know jordan peele and horror yeah i mean sign me up so Mm -hmm. this is going to be Candyman that has something to say you know on top of it absolutely uh but just you know taking away that stuff just the trailer by itself the puppet the story the backstory puppets look super creepy super I i mean unbelievably creepy but i love just you know uh one actress that she was like, she was like saying, Nope, don't say it. You know, she was just like Her totally against saying it. And yeah. all that stuff. Oh, exactly. So it, it was great. And I like that lead actor too. You know, he's also an Aquaman and uh, yeah, a yeah. episode, episode of uh, black mirror uh, awesome. that I dug. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's been in some stuff too. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Like I said, Jordan Peele, uh, you know, it sucks. You know, I, I've told you, I collect uh, pop figures, horror, pop figures only. And you know, there's no Candyman pop figure, oh. but I would be willing to bet that's going to be remedied yes. once this movie comes out. But I doubt it'll be the Tony Todd version. They might but have a it'll
1: be s- throwback Tony Todd one. Um, yeah,
0: there could be. Yeah,
1: I you know I love the Tony Todd movie. Uh, I think there's three of them: uh, Farewell to the Flesh, Day of the Dead. Um, you know, and that original was so powerful to me, and it looks like. This is going a completely different route with the story. Um, It looks like it's more of, it almost looks like it's more Freddy uh, Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, where he's become, the killer is within him, you know what I mean? Less homosexual undertones, uh, but more, uh, you know, um, still being more ethnocentric. I feel the interesting thing about Candyman, the first one is that it's become such a popular black horror character that's created, directed, written by a white man, right? Um, And finally- With
0: a white final girl too. With a white
1: final girl, exactly. Um, It's So even that story of that original Candyman has gentrification all fucking over it. It has this idea of the white person is the survivor, the white person is the savior. All of these things that I think if you're looking for an ethnic identity within that story become problematic. Even the story itself is about Candyman being with a white woman. This it seems like is removing all of that. And that's it's much more within our culture, within our world story uh that's being presented here, which I think is a smart move. Um, I also think I saw a lot of people talking about how they're going to change the backstory of this legend. When that original story for that movie, that was all just for that fucking movie. That's not the Candyman legend, right? That's just that film. Um, so it's also interesting to me to see the impact that that story has had on generations who believed that that slave story falling in love with a white woman the artist thing, you know, is the actual original tale. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 here for it. I think the, the visuals look great. I think if Kevin Feige hires you, there's obviously something you've got going on. And, and right.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: He's not not knocking down my door anytime. Soon. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it, it seems like Kevin Feige is uh, singing singing Needacosta's praises. But speaking of singing, let's move on to our next trailer, uh, which is for an Apple series um called Schmigadoon
0: We're in a musical, okay? Nobody gets killed in a musical except Oklahoma and Carousel and South Pacific. Oh, hello, West Side Story. That's all the musicals. (laughs)
1: that was fun to say Schmigadoon. Everybody just say Schmigadoon. It's really entertaining. Uh, yes. starring, <laughs> starring Fred Armisen, Dove Cameron, uh, Jamie Camille, Kristen Chenoweth, Alan Cumming, uh, Ariana DeBose, uh, Keegan Michael Key, and Cecily Strong, Jane Krakowski. Just an intense, awesome cast. Uh, Schmigadoon is a television series uh, about a couple on a backpacking trip as they discover a magical town in which everyone acts like they're in a musical from the 1940s. Uh, Chad, how'd you feel about Schmigadoon? You
0: know, I kind of like the idea of the trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea of the show, I'm sorry. The idea of the show where, you know, they're just a fighting couple. They're out in the woods. They show up in this town. They can't get away. And everyone's singing. Uh, but the, the trailer did not do it for me. Like, mm-hmm. I just... I really felt like that the, I don't know if I was going to say the songs could have been better, but it was just, it almost seemed like it was like a wizard of Oz type tune, you know, the way they're acting. I say, I know you said 1940s, but it was almost like you just landed in Munchkin land and it's not Munchkins, you know, it's, it's, you know, but yeah, this didn't really do it for me. I mean, I I like a lot of people involved, you know, we're just talking about Jordan Peele and here's his, you know, partner Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. So, um, but Yeah, it just, it didn't really do it for me. I I feel like that people are going to have to really be, no pun intended, singing its praises in order to get me to watch this on Apple Plus.
1: No, no, I totally get that. I like, to me, the minute I heard the title, it's a play on Brigadoon, right, which is an old school musical about a town that appears only so often. Um, (laughs) Stuff you know that I don't yeah but that's just the musical theater kidding me, right so like when it started i'm like okay okay like instantly I had that in the back of my head and uh yeah i'm probably gonna watch it i really like I, I haven't watched a lot of apple tv shows but every single one i've watched i fucking loved um and i really i really like that cecily strong girl like i think she's great i think
0: great. i like her too yep i really do
1: <clears throat> and so the entire cast, Kristen Chenoweth. if you're going to do a musical, yeah, of course you fucking hire her. She's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I'm here for it. I probably, again, won't watch it immediately when it comes out, but you know, at least I know about it, and knowing is half the battle. Um, and that leads us right to our next trailer, which is for the film Snake Eyes. Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins.
0: I've been following you for some time. Do I know you? I know
1: you, Snake Eyes. Um, if you were betting on that and you didn't bet Snake Eyes, oh, God, poor you. <laughs> Starring Henry Golding, Andrew Koji, Samara Weaving, Eco Y, um, and directed... By Richard, no, Robert Schwentke, who uh, directed R.I.P.D., uh, The Family Jewels, The Time Traveler's Wife, Flight Plan, Red, uh, two of the Divergent series films. Um, it is a G.I. Joe spinoff centered around the character of Snake Eyes. We've covered the first trailer here on the podcast, but they just released the second one. And Chad, what did you think about the second trailer
0: for Snake Eyes? I was surprised that you and Rob really threw some hate on the first trailer. And it's not that the first, it's not that the first trailer was amazing. I was just, it was fine. I just couldn't, you know, you guys are like, this this sucks. You know, F this trailer. But this was the same to me. I'm completely fine with it. Uh, here's the deal. If Samara Weaving was not in this movie and it wasn't a G.I. Joe uh, IP, it was completely separate, same trailer, I'd be like, eh, I'm probably not going to watch that. But the two things, the, the fact that it is linked to G.I. Joe and Samara weaving is in it means I'm going to watch it. So because of that, if you just look at the trailer, it's fine. It did nothing that blew me away or anything, uh, but it's it did seem to be a little more G.I. Joe in this one than the first one because you had the Baroness, you know, and Samara weaving's playing Scarlet. It shows more of his uh, helmet mask, whatever you want to yeah. call it, you know, and he's actually has it on. He has this gone, uh, yeah. We see Yeah, that. the whole the whole thing, and that could be like you know the final shot of the whole movie, you know, as far as that goes, but uh but yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah,
1: me too. I I like this trailer didn't make me love it, but it, it was a it was better than the first one for me, and I think it was because it had some more of those G.I. Joe elements. Like I'm not gonna lie, I got giddy when they mentioned Cobra. Um I, I, but Cobra Commander has the same issue as Skeletor does. That voice is just uh, whatever. Um, but uh, but still fun. Uh, I like the fact we saw more Storm Shadow. That was awesome. That was cool. I like that we're getting Snake Eyes as a bad guy before he becomes a good guy, and this will probably he is you know his conversion, his John Cena moment where he converts to being part of the good family and all that stuff. Um, I'm here for it. Uh, not overly optimistic about how it's going to turn out um but it'll be fun I, I i have to say i do have nostalgia for that first gi joe live action movie because it did feel like just playing with a bunch of fucking toys right there was something cheesy and entertaining about it this looks like it's definitely going more of a serious route and i love the fact that Samara weaving's in it the baroness is always just hot no matter what you do um and then equal Y being in it It makes me think maybe the martial arts will be decent and fun. Um, So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm 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 not gonna discount it. I'm not gonna say that I'm never gonna watch it, right? Um, Because negatives don't do anybody well. Um, And and that uh, brings us to our next trailer, which might disprove that theory in the uh, film. Never gonna snow again.
0: (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah so, um this is a foreign film, and i don 't know what maybe polish maybe the original title they did say
0: they said Poland at some point
1: okay cool so uh the original title is nie bezi which i don 't Jesus, I butchered that shit. Uh, it's directed by fuck me, Mal <laughs> Sumoska. It's a weird name, Yeah, fuck me is the Christian first name, and Michael Ingler's. <laughs> fuck that person. That your name was so easy. Um, starring Alec Utgoff and Ma- you know we're just gonna skip this part of that. <laughs> yes, um, come on. <laughs> uh,
0: so, Zany- listen. Wait, real fast. I want to interrupt you. The person whose fourth build is listens to our podcast and they are pissed
1: (laughs) fucking veronica rosati is so angry uh uh, genia a russian-speaking immigrant from the east works as a masseur in poland and becomes a guru-like figure in a wealthy gated community of his clients uh that premise explains what the first half of the trailer was and then it fucking changes drastically uh chad what did you think about the trailer for never gonna snow
0: again i I don't know what to say about it it was like it was super weird i didn't i mean like you said i was following it the first half of the trailer and then i'm like what's even going on what does he do is it just like like, he'll do anything like for money he's just like whatever you want me to rub your back you want me to serve your food?" You know, you want me to take out your cousin on a date? I'll do it. Like, it was weird. I had no idea what this is. Another one. I'm not going to watch this. Like, it's not happening. Like, I, I was like, it was nice to see the dude from Stranger Things, you know, that everybody loved from Stranger Things. Oh, the, is that
1: Alexi or whatever his name is? Yeah,
0: it's Alexi from Stranger Things. So, uh, you know, people are losing their minds over him. So, the fact that he's in this, yeah. Yeah. It's fine to see him, but I was just like, I had no idea what what this is even about. Yeah, pass. No no thanks.
1: What to me it was so so if you haven't seen the trailer, go out and see the trailer. But the trailer starts off and he's just seems like he's being successful as like a, a a gigolo slash masseuse sort of thing. And then he has Jedi powers halfway through the fucking movie. <laughs> and it's, what the fuck is happening now? Um, I'm interested in seeing it just because I want to understand what's happening. It had like a very Edward Scissorhands, but modern quality to some of it. Like the, the houses and the subdivision were all perfectly separated and it was like it almost like this statement about what it is to be elite and live in one of those communities uh, it seemed like that's the area it was going into which I'm interested anytime a director has a statement or a vision to something you know I'm interested to see what they have to say and so this looks intriguing to say the least but I don't know what it is I don't I can't tell you how what even what genre this fucking movie is? It no. just seemed so right. strange. Um, it's very seldom that I'm like I don't really understand any of this. But yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that's, that's what that is. Um, so yeah, so so that obviously that trailer didn't kill it for either one of us. But this next one has it in the title that it's going to, and that is the follow up to the Michael Myers saga: uh, Halloween Kills. Oh. October fifteenth, directed by David Gordon Green, who you might know from his work on Your Highness or uh, Joe, starring Nicolas Cage. He also did Vice Principles, uh, the last Halloween film from 2018, The Righteous Gemstones, and he has Halloween Kills. The next film, called Halloween, ends. He's in pre-production for the remake of The Exorcist and has announced a Hellraiser TV series. This is taking all the toys out of the toy box. Uh, The film stars Judy Greer, Jamie Lee Curtis, Anthony Michael Hall, Kyle uh, Richards, uh, Andy Machiak as the granddaughter of... um, uh, Laurie Strode um we've got Nick Castle and then of course the masked man himself Michael Myers the cycle of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series Chad what did you think about
0: the uh preview for Halloween kills I love this trailer first of all me too I love Halloween I love the franchise as a whole Michael Myers is one of the coolest looking villains Mm uh I love it And I really liked the 2018 version. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought Jamie Lee was awesome. And I love how this is much like the original Halloween 2. This just picks up immediately from the ending of the last movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the 2018 Halloween I get what it was trying to do at times, but I thought other installments of the Halloween franchise had done it better as far as reversing the roles of Laurie and Michael and having Laurie be the stalker, you know, for once. Um, To me, the the 2018 was just sort of subpar, except for a couple of cool scenes. This trailer fucking kicked my ass because it was literally Michael Myers just fucking killing everyone and showing you why he was the boogeyman. He takes a concrete cutter to somebody's fucking face. Like, that's
0: the trailer. Holy shit. Yeah, give me this. And you know that that's not all the kills because it would be insane if they just, you know, showed you like the five kills in the trailer. Yeah. You know, then people would be like pissed after they saw the movie. They'd be like, you showed us all the kills in the trailer? So that's just, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. He's going to be going crazy in this one. I love the fact that It seems like the whole town knows now Mm -hmm. and they're involved. Yeah. You know, that's something I don't necessarily like at the beginning because I like the whole stalking aspect in the shadows and, you know, hey, I don't believe you. And, you know, there's somebody here. You're fine. All that. I love that in horror movies. But after a while, when a franchise has been going on for a while, it's nice when they change it up like that. Yeah. Like uh, while the movie is not great, like um, Friday 13th part nine, where it opens with a SWAT team yeah. blowing hey, away Jason. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Because they know that this is Jason, you yeah. know, and they're going to take him out. So I like that as an idea that the whole town is aware and we're all going to, you know, take him out. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I love Judy Greer. She is one of my favorite actresses. I love her so much. She does not work enough as far as I'm concerned. So I, saw, I was very happy when she was in the first, uh, you know, 2018 and the fact that, you know, of course, she's back. Uh, I love it. Love seeing her in the trailer.
1: Me too. And, and Judy, I've met Judy uh, quite a bit and she's a very sweet, sweet lady. Awesome, super talented, amazing at everything that she does. And uh, yeah, like it's I, I too love the fact that it is picking up immediately, it seems, after the first one ended. Um, Or after the 2018 one rather Ended Uh, and it's that Continuation because I think those are the most Powerful Halloween movies Is when that connectivity is so strong That it's like the nightmare just doesn't end Michael Myers is a steamroller You don't get time off he just keeps coming For
0: you the Um, night is not over
1: Yeah exactly and that's yeah, I, I would love if this entire movie takes place in the rest of that night. You know what I mean? Like, don't give me the next day. I just want the rest of these hours until daylight. Uh, and it's just a bloodbath, especially with work well, kills in your title. You got to fucking give me
0: Yeah. It. And then, uh, you know, so there are, this is already another one after this, like Halloween dies, maybe. I can't remember. Halloween uh, ends, that's it. That could be Dawn at the end of that movie. So all three of these, mo- you know, this one. Second, if they all take place, you know, yeah. over the course of one night, that could, that could happen. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be awesome. And
1: that way you're going back to that, the night he came home, right. The, that whole original tagline. I think that's, that's awesome. And yeah, clearly you're going to have to exchange something for, for that sake. Like you, you can't give me, you know, all these characters that are coming in as experts or anything like that, because you just don't have the time for it. But I think what you get out of that is something that stands alone as something unique an interesting, and it feels more like a completed experiment if you have that one continuous night uh, idea. But again, go ahead. I'm well,
0: I, yeah, I was going to say, you know what I heard is a little disappointing. But so you know, Anthony Michael Hall he is playing uh, Tommy Doyle, which is the child oh, okay. from the first movie, Paul Rudd. Yeah, so, so that's who he's playing, and because uh, they're friends with Paul Rudd, they asked Paul Rudd, and he had a scheduling conflict. But it, it'd have been awesome if it had been Paul Rudd. Yeah, that would have been. It's Tommy cool, Doyle. Yeah. Like back reprising his role in a movie that doesn't exist in this canon. You know, it's pretty cool. God, that would have been so
1: great. But Anthony Michael Hall's a good pick on it. I like the fact he, that he's
0: like, absolutely a good pick. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally fine with Anthony Michael Hall. But seeing like Paul Rudd standing there in this trailer, if you didn't know that, people be losing their mind.
1: I love the fact too that like I didn't. Go to the kid who initially actually played the Tommy Doyle part. Yeah. It's Paul Rudd. It's the one from part six. Like that's yeah. the one in my mind.
0: <laughs> part six is the worst, except for part eight. Part eight is the worst to me. It did six is uh, part
1: eight is uh resurrection?
0: Yes, with where it's like Buster Rhymes in that yeah. house and it's when they were doing found footage-ish. Yeah, that is you know, totally
1: stuff. the worst. That is definitely the worst. <sighs> shitty movie um i don't know on blu-ray point is (laughs) sometimes we don't get what we thought we were getting as our next trailer shows uh that trailer is uh for the comedic film the exchange i like girls a lot i just don't see what they would like me
0: what why you have good face you uh have a nice penis, huh? Eh? Mm. I see it in the bathroom, team. So,
1: directed by Dan Mazer, who also directed uh, Dirty Grandpa, a lot of the Ali G show, and is directing Disney's upcoming Home Alone. Uh, the film stars uh, Ed Oxenbold, Avon. Jogia, i don't know i'm not saying that right i just know i'm not justin hartley jennifer irwin paul bronstein and jaylee wolf um it tells the story of uh hoping to find friendship with a french exchange student an awkward teenager discovers that the student is not as sophisticated and cultured as he assumed uh chad what do you think about this uh trailer
0: for the exchange i like this trailer um i like the premise the main kid not the one from uh the foreign country, but the main kid, you know, he was in, uh, the visit mm-hmm. and he was also in a uh, better watch out. Uh, yeah. I liked him in both those movies. So I'm, I'm glad he's, he's in this as like, you know, the main guy, uh, it definitely had even the, even says in the trailer, you know, had Napoleon dynamite vibes, you yeah. know, with it, it seemed less, uh, I don't know if weird's the word, but Napoleon dynamite, I, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's, but it's very, very weird and out there. This seemed more mainstream in that regard, but it still had Napoleon Dynamite vibes. Um, so I definitely dug the trailer. Uh, you know, as you know from uh, you know the layaway script I wrote, I love this type of movie. I love this type of humor and stuff like that. So this is something that uh, you know I'm I'm on board for for sure.
1: Yeah, and it definitely does feel like one of those throwback comedies of like the 80s early 90s Um I think it was just I had a really great time watching it I, I was excited to see what the, the trailer brought me and it, it felt funny it felt charismatic it felt you were going to have some good character moments I totally get those Napoleon Dynamite sort of vibes um, which just maybe feeling a little bit more modern maybe than that uh, yep um, but yeah I was entertained by this I'm excited to see it I think it'll be I think it'll be funny um, yeah that's good yeah um, but just like this was sort of a throwback our next uh, trailer throws it back even farther to the wild wild west take out the wiki wiki there um, and that's for the upcoming film The Harder They Fall
0: what the hell are you doing I ain't nowhere to border train you damn stupid you you know, might could have said nincompo we ain't no nincompo
1: a Netflix original film directed by Jameis Samuel. Jamie Samuel, I don't really know how to say his name. He previously directed another Western film called They Die by Dawn, which had a multi-cultured cast as well. Um, this film stars Eddie Gaffey, Zazie Beats, Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield, Regina King, Jonathan Majors, who we know will be playing King the Conqueror down the line, Delroy Lindo, Late Fletcher, R.J. Seiler. Um, just a huge, huge, awesome-looking cast. Uh, the film uh, talks about when an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison. He reunites his gang to seek revenge in this new western. Uh, Chad, what did you think about the trailer for "The
0: Harder They Fall"? Before I tell you what I think about it, uh, when you texted all the trailers, mm-hmm. Rob replied. So we're going to give his two cents. Yeah, he's okay. here with us in spirit. Yeah, this is the only trailer that he mentioned when he replied to us, and it was. What a cast. So good job, Rob. You have made your contribution to so this podcast.
1: That means he really enjoys the cast or he doesn't understand what a cast is. <laughs> yeah. So what a cast.
0: <laughs> like. Maybe. We're not here to not here as we can't ask him. So we'll just see. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of Westerns, but this looked cool. Um yeah. I, I it, it reminded me, it was almost like a black exploitation film at some point, is what it seemed mm-hmm. like. Uh, throwback to that, but then it also had, which again, this is what Tarantino goes for somewhat seemed like a Tarantino Western with the music, you know, it's, I, I got that vibe as well. But again, I do feel like that's part of what Tarantino was going for with Django's black exploitation a little bit, you know, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, this looked cool. I love a lot of these actors, specifically Lakeith. I love him. I love Zazie beats. Me I love, I mean, but like you said, the, the whole cast looks great. Yeah. Just awesome shots, looks good. Yeah, this is Netflix, right? Yeah, this is Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. So I'll be checking this out for sure.
1: Me too. I think this looks awesome. I think this uh,
0: it looks interesting. I I like
1: Idris Elba a lot. As a, I, I guess he's the villain. It's either him or Majors. It seemed like Majors was the hero and Idris Elba was the bad guy. Um, I just think Elba's really entertaining. I think it was him that when he tweeted this out, he said the Black Seven is what he called it, which I thought was uh, really funny. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I dig this sort of, you know, pure American storytelling, but let's inject it with faces you've never seen in it before. Let's take that Western story and try to shake it and put it on its head and, and tell that In a way that still feels Americana, but opens it up to new audiences. You know what I mean? And and I think that's what good storytellers do. And that seems like that's what this is doing. Plus, Regina King looked like a fucking badass in this movie. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Yep, same. And, and, uh, you know, our next trailer also seems to take the idea of a classic sort of style of story and, and changes it ever so slightly. And that's the film Settlers.
0: There's strangers nearby. No, it's just us. I'm scared. There's nothing to be scared of. No one's gonna mess with you, kid. What about that one? That's Ursa Major.
1: And how about that big,
0: bright one? Is it Earth? Very good.
1: So, Settlers seems to imply initially that it's an old Western tale itself, but it turns out to be something more science fiction driven, starring Sophia Butella, Johnny Lee Miller, Nell Tiger Free, Brooklyn Prince, uh, Ismael Cruz Cord- uh, Cordova, and Natalie Walsh. Uh, the film is directed by Wyatt Rockefeller mostly known for shorts until this being his first feature, mankind's earliest settlers on the Martian frontier do what they must to survive the cosmic elements and each other. So Chad, what'd you think about the trailer for settlers?
0: I didn't know anything about the movie before I watched the trailer. So I didn't you know, know that they were, you know, on another planet at first and all that. And then, um, so this it looked very interesting. Yeah. So I dug this trailer, um, you know, I didn't even realize it was Johnny Lee Miller till like halfway through the trailer. Yeah. He looks so different to me. Um, But it's interesting that, you know, the way they kind of showed it was it looks like that Johnny Lee Miller gets knocked off fairly early. Yeah. This other guy just takes his place. So it's interesting that they just jump right into that and, you know, show that. I mean, obviously that could happen at the very beginning of the movie, but still. yeah, It was interesting. Yeah, I'll probably check this one out.
1: Yeah, me, me too. It reminded me there's an old Billy Zane, Sam Neill, and the Cole Kidman movie called Dead Calm. Um, and it sort of felt like that, but, but trying to go for that Western frontier vibe in a sci fi world and trying to combine those, it just seemed. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of drama and a lot of interesting intentions and probably difficult scenes to watch. But but I feel I like all the actors that I know from the film. The the, the two leads, Johnny Lee Miller, I love, and and the, the girl from the Mummy, I like her a lot. She's great. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I, I think it looked compelling and and probably not the biggest of budgets. So it might give you some freedom to do some more interesting storytelling with it. Right. Um, which contrasts with our next film, which has all the monies. Uh, uh, every single dollar uh, was put into Marvel's upcoming martial arts epic, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Tin Rings. Oh. Throughout my life,
0: the ten Rings gave our family power. If you wanted them to be yours one day, you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. So
1: directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, and starring Simu Liu and Aquafina and Tony Chiu Wai Lung and Michelle Yeoh. Uh, this, based on the Marvel comic, is the movie that focuses on Shang-Chi, the Master of Kung Fu. This trailer we got a little bit more of the story, and we got to see a little bit more of the titular Ten Rings. Chad, what did you think of the trailer for Shang-Chi?
0: I like this trailer a lot better than the first one they released. Um, I really dug this one. Um, I feel like we got more rooted in the MCU with this one. Uh, I also like um, the rings in this movie, how they do the rings, how it's not just, you know, like rings on your fingers, like the comics are with the Mandarin and stuff. This is more of a, uh, it seems like a less comic booky weapon. You know, it seems, obviously it's not real life, but it still seems very plausible, you know, as far as the way they use it. So, I really dug that, and then you got. It seems like an appearance by Fing Fang Foom. I mean, like that's in an MCU movie. Like, are you kidding me? And then uh, Abomination. He's fighting Abomination at the end. I mean, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I, I you know, there's a lot of uh, report that it's not necessarily Fing Fang Foom, but it is a, a Machliuvian or whatever their species is called. I think it's a fucking dragon. That's awesome to me.
0: Who looks like Fing Fang Foom? Who looks like
1: Fing Fang Foom? So that's... An abomination looks like fucking abomination. (laughs) He's got the ears and everything. I'm so on board with this. This was like... Oh, it was so fun. Uh, I like the you know the change to the ring it brings like you said it's obvious but it's a good change you don't want to infinity war was all about trying to go to a cosmic jewelry store so we're not doing the same thing again we're changing it up a little bit and yeah. i like that yeah that's fucking plus martial arts there's like a mortal combat element i think this mortal combat is gonna be better than the actual mortal Kombat movie we got um so i'm totally on board plus the mandarin Think it's gonna be really badass. Be careful how you talk to me, boy.
0: Like, that's a fucking intense line, yeah. And I'm and that's the Mandarin, too. You know yeah. what I mean? That's totally what he would say, They're totally what he would say.
1: And I'm just excited to have my father drama displayed on screen in some <laughs> interesting, <movie. laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I can't wait for this movie. It's it, it totally got me hyped for it, so I'm stoked. Um but you know if we if we are getting stoked about the mcu we don't have to wait long because right around the corner july 9th we're premiering on disney plus and in theaters uh we have black widow
0: natasha you're not just a spy
1: but an avenger i couldn't be more proud of you Really directed by Kate Shortland and starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Wise, O.T. Benley, William Hurt, Ray Winstone uh, and Yolanda Lines. Uh, the film is directed by Kate Shortland and it tells the story about Natasha Romanoff and her quest between the film Civil War and Infinity War. Uh, they just dropped their final trailer for Black Widow. Chad, what did you think about the trailer?
0: I am at the point and I get this way, especially with MCU movies, when we're so close to it coming out, yeah. I don't want to see anything else. I'm already hyped enough. I don't need anything else. I don't need to see anything else. I'm I'm here for this movie. I don't need anything else. This trailer was was fine. It seemed like that where the uh, you know first ones were more action, 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 action. This is like you know we're still funny. You know, we're still a Marvel MCU that you love, you know, so we're going to throw, a, you know, a good bit of comedy in this one. Again, not against it. I love it. I love the comedy in the MCU. But they're just reminding you guys that, yeah, this is not going to be like a, just a depressing action all the way through. It's going to be some family comedy with these guys. You're going to enjoy it. So uh, I'm, more, I'm totally here. Uh, I've heard nothing to do with the trailer, but I have heard that, uh, and I'm not surprised, but that Florence Pugh kills it in this movie. She is amazing. So I'm looking forward to
1: that. I really know her from is Midsummer, And she's obviously just a wrecking ball in that film. Like she's incredible in it. Um, So, yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. But I'm I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Like it seems, you know, I have a little bit of Black Widow fatigue in the sense that I've just been waiting for this movie now for so long, it seems. Right. Uh, And now we're seeing all the other shiny, pretty new toys that we get to play with soon. So it's all like, oh Black Widow, that movie that's supposed to come out two years ago. I feel a little tired of that. But um but I'm still here for it. I can't wait to get it on Disney Plus and see it in theaters. I'm gonna do both because fuck it. I don't need my money. Uh and uh yeah and I, I love I love Scarlet Johansson and, and David Harbour's one of the nicest dudes in the world. I had a shrimp eating contest with him one time and uh just yeah I'm here for it. I'm excited. Who won? Uh, oh he did. Completely. Have you seen him? He's nine foot tall. He's Hellboy. He can do anything <laughs> you want. Uh,
0: so he'd probably give Rob a run for his money. That's what you're saying. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, and that's just in, in, in any field, like acting,
0: facial <laughs> um, hair, yeah, and everything,
1: all of it, all of it. Uh, but I do agree that this trailer sort of tried to inject a little more humor which seems to be a comic book movie formula that a lot of companies are trying to follow, including uh, our um, distinguished competitors across the aisle, uh, that's Detective Comics and their new film release, The Suicide Squad. Is this thing a dog? A dog? What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I'm gonna go with Afghan hound. Oh my God, is it a werewolf? Y'all don't into a werewolf? Hey, he's not a werewolf, okay? He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's
0: killed 27 children, but, you
1: know. So directed by James Gunn. And buckle in, because I'm going to list a lot of actors starring in this. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Idris Elba as Bloodsport. John Cena, who will probably turn into a good guy before the end of the movie. I think So think he starts as a bad guy and probably stays as one. The Peacemaker. Taika Watiti, <laughs> undisclosed role. Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. Sylvester Salone as King Shark. Alice... Brogue uh, Braga as Soul Saria, Michael Rooker as Savant, Nathan Fillion as TDK, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, Willa Davis as Amanda Waller, Pete Davidson as a Blackguard, um, we have Freddie Stroma as the Vigilante, David Demalchian as Polka Dot Man, Sean Gunn as Weasel. Michaela Hoover as Camilla, Peter Capaldi as the Thinker, and Flew Laborg as Javelin, and that's just the fucking first page of the cast. It goes on and on and on. Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Rev Prison join the super-secret, super-shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Chad, what did you think about this newest
0: trailer for Suicide Squad? It's more of the same, but not in a bad way. I mean, there's just, you know, it's funny talking about the distinguished competition because they even, uh, I love how they, in this trailer, they even say from like the twisted mind of guardians, you know, the guardians of the galaxy. I mean, yeah. they mention you know, the competition in the trailer. So that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, they, they, you know, I just don't necessarily see Marvel saying from the director of Aquaman, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they might, but you know, Marvel's the top dog. Yeah. in the superhero movie universe. I mean, there's there's no question. Uh, you know, it's funny because they're trying to make Idris Elba be like super cool because he put Superman in ICU. Listen, I'm not impressed. I could put Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. Just shoot him with a kryptonite yeah. bullet. So like anybody age. could.
1: Yeah. It's not you, it's hardware. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. He didn't like fight him and put him in ICU. Yeah, that'd be impressive. He mm-hmm. shot him with a kryptonite bullet. Anybody can do that yeah big deal but uh you know marga robbie again killing it like like we've said in the past she embodies harley quinn it's you know she is great this just it just seems like it's just so much more fun i mean it's not that hard but it's so much more fun than the original suicide squad like it just seems like everyone's having a blast on this and what are the odds that the Polka Dot Man in the trailer when he screams, "I'm a superhero," he immediately dies right after screaming that line.
1: Oh, definitely, without a fucking doubt. <laughs> yeah. Starfish falls on him; he's dead.
0: Yeah, right then, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, I know you said a lot of actors. You know, seventy percent of them are going to die in yeah. this. I mean, it's Suicide Squad. I mean, that they worked for a day and they got killed. That's what happened on with a lot of these. You know, yeah. I'm sure of it. You know, I, I'm guessing that, uh, you know. Cena doesn't die because he's they're going to go the Disney Plus route. But that could he's be getting a pre- his own HBO show. It absolutely could be a prequel. Uh I just feel like that uh it's probably not going to be a prequel because then they could keep it going more. But you know, who knows with that? But Cena was funny in this, yeah. You know? uh, totally different from uh you know the way he's acting in Fast Nine. But yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, looks good
1: yeah i I think it looks great I think Harley Quinn is probably Harley Quinn and Amanda Waller are probably the
0: only safe bets to survive um and uh yeah uh, you know Idris could die just based on the story like his arc that they're going to do with him uh but I mean he seems super cool. I know I was joking about the kryptonite blood, but he seems super cool in this movie
1: yeah I think that I love the it feels like i mean obviously it has that gun sense of humor but it feels like 70s action comedy in a weird dirty fun way right it it feels like it's not going to take itself too seriously and it's like whatever the fuck it happens happens and that's just what we're going to deal with it like and i hope it is one of those situations where they just gave gun the keys to the kingdom and said have fun with it um because to me that's that's what's going to make it different. That's what's going to make it unique. And that's what's going to make it really pop. And they have the opportunity to do that. Even the poster looks like the Great Escape or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it has this classic sort of quality to it. Um,
0: it, it it's kind of like, a, uh, you know, I didn't even think about it until you are talking about the 70s. Where it kind of reminds me, of like a, just like aesthetically, almost like you're talking about Cannonball Run. Like some yeah, craziness like that.
1: Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that um yeah i'm here for it and and, you know again making it different sort of makes it stand out and that seems to also be a lesson that we can learn from our next preview uh for a new television series a dating show this is the first dating show i think we've covered on here but it's one that bears covering and that show is sexy beasts there's interspecies relationships happening on my grounds i won't stand for it uh hosted and narrated by Rob Delaney you might know from Deadpool 2 um and i think he's in Hobbs and Shaw um a show on a mission to uh proving that a persona is more crucial than physicality when it comes to the attraction of both sexes top of the range hollywood prosthetics are used to disguise love seekers as the ugliest beings possible making it all down to personality Jed, what would you feel about the preview for sexy beasts
0: oh it was super weird i mean uh, weird yeah I mean, the makeup is astounding. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great. Top-notch, you know, makeup as far as that goes. What's funny about it, though, is the whole premise is, is you know, like you said, it's all about personality. It's not about looks. It, you know, can you fall for this person just based on their personality? And then there's going to be a reveal of what they look like. Yeah. It showed in the trailer several of the people what they look like without the makeup on. All of them look ridiculously good-looking.
1: Yeah, gorgeous. Every you st- know,
0: like... Every one of them was like, yeah, no matter what, if you thought you had a connection with them, you're not going to be displeased when they take the mask off. I I would like to see they take the mask off and this dude's got like a lazy eye or something. You know what I I mean? He's missing teeth or she, you know, like do that.
1: I want them to look better as a lion monster than as a human. You know what I mean? Like that's what i want but nobody cares about that I, I do think it's a brilliant idea for a show because where else are you go know with dating shows it's, it's creative
0: but yes you know. i do think the furries are going to love this
1: yeah definitely so rob's really gonna enjoy it is what we're saying um rob well you know he
0: doesn't like cartoons kissing but maybe he likes people with uh
1: crazy <laughs> I mean, for-
0: makeup masks on kissing he might like that
1: yeah who knows he's, he's into his own Weird little things. <laughs> uh, but that's, uh, that's the end of our trailers. Um, but we do have a little bit of a, a news section, a news item that I wanted to talk about. So let's roll some of that news music. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And uh, they announced a title for a film. We have some of the cast for it. But I think it's like the nine hundred and sixty-fourth in the series, uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, um, and it's being directed by Stephen Cagle, Ju- Stephen Capel Jr. I'm sorry, the guy who directed Creed Two, starring Anthony Ramos from In the Heights, Dominic Fishback, Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime, Luna Lauren Velez, and uh, Dominic DeRosa. Rosa. Um, how so? Rise of the Beast sort of implies. Beast Wars, which is a you know a fan favorite from the Transformers universe. How do you feel about that Chad?
0: I did not watch Beast Wars. So, I'm not too familiar with that aspect of the Transformers, but I heard this is going to be kind of set after Bumblebee, yeah, but before the original Transformers movies. And I just feel like that to me they have so royally screwed up the transformers live action yeah that i would almost just rather have a full reboot start over so i mean i don't i don't know i mean i know that that you could argue that bumblebee was kind of like a soft Rebo- you know but it, it's that's not what it was uh, you know so uh, i don't know how I've just got to see more about this because again, I don't really know about the. I don't know about Beast Wars. That's that's yeah. not something. Did you watch Beast Wars? No, I, I wasn't even that big into
1: Transformers when I was a kid. Um, I, I know a lot of kids were uh, in our age group, and Beast Wars seemed to be a really popular thing amongst them. I remember the cartoon like vaguely. I remember the commercials for it. I remember it had weird CGI uh, that was so cutting edge at the time.
0: It, yes, and that's probably why I didn't watch it because I just thought it was you know, r- ridiculous looking. Yeah. Really? It
1: looked like I had a Super Nintendo game called Hyperdrive and it looked like that. And I was like, I prefer my hyperdrive game. Fuck this. You're a gorilla? <laughs> I don't know what you are. Um <laughs> excuse me. I sneezed. I sneeze at this movie. No, I, I don't I don't really give a shit. Like part of me is like, oh that's cool that they're gonna make another one and I like the Anthony Ramos guy. Um, and I liked Bumblebee a lot, but uh, because the thing was, John Cena was a good guy at the end. That's the mark of a good movie. So at the end, John Cena is a good guy.
0: He always has to turn good, which is weird because in wrestling, he was always the good guy, never turned bad. And they always wanted him to turn bad, and he never would. Stand up guy.
1: Too charismatic. He's the Captain America of the uh, WWE. Um, yeah, I'm here for it, I guess. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll wait to hear more. Robots fighting each other is cool, I guess. I don't know. I'd much rather be Awesome Turtles movies or something, um, <laughs> but yeah. But that's that's all I got. Uh, you got anything?
0: Nope, I don't have any anything else.
1: Okay, well then, Chad, tell the people where they can find you.
0: Uh, I'm on Twitter at Chad One Two Nine X, and the podcast is on Twitter in QC Podcast.
1: And if you're looking for uh, me, you can find me on Instagram under Robert Pralgo and uh thanks guys for listening and tune in next week we'll have some more loki we'll have some more bad batch um i think tomorrow war drops in between now and then maybe i don't know when it drops maybe not
0: i think forever purge as well maybe
1: purge yeah yeah um i'm gonna finish godzilla singular point the anime on netflix everybody watch that and uh that's all i got for you so thanks for listening bye peace
0: Not Quite Cool is a podcast, recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, in conjunction with Actors Teaching Actors, and Bean Dip Productions. Thanks.